You've probably heard childbirth described as a miracle, and it is pretty amazing, but let's just get real for a second. Childbirth is also painful, usually chaotic, and too often deeply traumatising. Now a new survey of 8,800 women in Australia has found that more than one in 10 have experienced treatment during childbirth, which could be classified as obstetric violence. Dr Hazel Keedle was the lead author on the study, which has been published in the journal Violence Against Women. Dr Keedle, welcome. Hi there. Thank you for having me on today. So, first of all, what is obstetric violence? Well, obstetric violence is recognised by the United Nations as a form of gendered violence, and it's disrespective and abusive care by a healthcare provider to a woman during her pregnancy, labour and birth or postnatal period. You've been working in this space for a very long time. So when you actually came up with the results of this survey, did they shock you? Yeah, they did. I was aware of coercion. I'm a midwife myself, so I've also been there in the birth space. Um, and I, you know, I was aware of the coercion that can happen with women. But for me, what was really surprising was the um, descriptions around the physical and really sexual violence that happens with internal examinations and the language that women use around that, language that we're more used to hearing in sexual assault cases from women. Oh, and first of all, okay, let's start with the coercion. What what do you mean when you say coercion in this context? Sure. So that's when women are kind of given a bit of an ultimatum. That, you, know, you need to do this or have this intervention, or something might might happen. And usually, the might happen is something that might happen to your baby, and that is coercion. When you're being told that if you don't go along the path that I want you to go down, um, and if you don't do this, your baby will die, then you're really putting in a very difficult position and feel that you have to go along with what you're being told. Going to the physical accounts, in this study there were even reports of episiotomies given without consent and women restrained while in labour. Are there any circumstances in which those measures could ever be justified? I don't think so. I believe that every woman deserves a separate maternity care and that informed consent is a cornerstone of our healthcare. So really, even in that situation when it seems that there is an emergency and, and actions need to happen quickly, there is still time to ensure that you are getting informed consent from the woman. Um, and there isn't really a situation when women should be being held down. Um, if you are unable to get consent because of the woman being incapacitated or being unconscious, that's a different matter. But that is very rare for that to happen during birth. And we do apologise if this is a difficult conversation for any of you to listen to. When did these women first recognise, these women that you spoke to, when did they first recognise that what they experienced was obstetric violence? How long does it take to process this kind of trauma? It can take a long time to process this. Now, we did this as an online survey and we asked women in the survey, we asked them about a lot of different things, but obstetric violence was one of the questions. And uh, they had the option of saying yes, maybe or no. And we also put in the definition of obstetric violence because it might be a term that the woman might not have been um, used to. And so then if they said yes or maybe, they then wrote their story about what happened. And some of those um, women may have just had a baby or they may have had a baby up to five years years ago. 
And for some, they were unsure. They're like, I'm not sure if this is obstetric violence, but this is what happened to me. And then they would share that story. So we don't know exactly how long it was from when they, um, well, when they had the baby and when they then decided this was obstetric violence. But there were certainly women who were unsure if this was their, if this actually was obstetric violence. But then they wrote their story and yes, it definitely could be classed as obstetric violence. It's interesting, isn't it? Because if you've ever been part of a mother's group, you'll know all it takes is for one person to talk about like something crazy that happened during childbirth and then everyone will have a story. Why why are we, we why don't we recognize that this is happening uh, across the country and and why aren't we talking about it? I think it is like you were saying in the introduction, we you know, we kind of sometimes expect birth to be painful and for it to be, you know, traumatic and the, all these things are gonna happen to you. And that's almost the the narrative around birth. And then afterwards women are told, well, these things may have happened to you, might not have been what you wanted, but at least you had a healthy baby. So then there's a form of gaslighting that happens afterwards as well. So it's very difficult then to let women have their story and and give their story when they've been told it happened to you, that's what birth, that's what to expect in birth and at least you've got a healthy baby. So I think we do a fair bit of silencing and we also then don't talk about it either. Yes, there's lots of comparing of stories but would they then actually compare in that mother's group actually the shame that they felt during that birth or the violation they felt? They might not go and share that part of their birth story. Western Sydney University's Dr Hazel Keedle is the lead author of a new study into birth trauma. On RN Drive, you're with Sarah Dingle. Dr Keedle, what did women tell you about uh, pain control during their labour? How accessible was any remedy for pain? And were those options clearly communicated to the mother? So there were some comments that did look at pain relief. So they may ask if they, they may say if they, they didn't get it in time. So they may have asked for pain relief and then thought that they didn't get it in time or that they may have been um, given some pain relief without actually given any other options as well or being told that this is what you've got to do uh, rather than being encouraged to use other non-pain relief methods during labour. The other times that it was mentioned um, in these comments were to do with episiotomies again. So maybe they had an episiotomy before they'd actually been given a local anaesthetic so they could actually feel that cut as well. I guess the biggest question I have out of this whole chat is why aren't medical professionals listening to women? Well, that's a very good question (laughs) and hopefully this paper will help with that because this is from the women's experiences and it's really important to identify obstetric violence from the women's experiences and not from the healthcare provider saying that's what obstetric violence was or that was because it's the women that live with this, it's the women that are then trying to mother whilst having this traumatic experience and they will remember it forever. So it's, why why are they not listening? Well, we need to Um, and healthcare providers need to listen to this. It's important to understand understand that this covers all maternity care clinicians and not just doctors. This covered midwives and doctors. And so together, midwives and doctors need to come together and say, it's here, we have obstetric violence, and now we need to work together to try and prevent this for the future. So important. Dr. Hazel Keedle, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. That's Dr. Hazel Keedle, a lecturer from the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Western Sydney University. And if this conversation has raised any issues for you, you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. 
Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.